Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 341. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and then we'll be previewing the CW's fall TV schedule, and then have a little bit of an update on NBC's This Is Us. Plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 341. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Laurel Brown from Doc Brown TV. Leah Baker from Nice Girls TV. Thank you, Laurel and Leah, for joining me to talk some uh, CW TV. Thanks for having us. All right. So there's a little bit of news uh, from the the last week. Uh, First up, uh, AMC has renewed Ride with Norman Reedus. So if you're a big Norman Reedus fan, there'll be even more of him on AMC <laughs> coming at you. And then the the one news announcement that actually sort of fits into the preview this week is that uh, while you've always been able to watch uh, CW shows on their app or on their website or previously on Hulu the next day, now they've dropped the Hulu part and you can still watch on their website and their app, but they're also now, I think it's supposed to be sometime next week before all their stuff starts premiering, that they're going to have apps on all the major platforms like Roku and the Fire TV from Amazon and Xbox and PlayStation and Android, iPhone, iPads, whatever, pretty much whatever you, you want to watch, they're going to have an app which will allow you to stream their content the next day without any, without having to log in with like your, your cable platform or be able to, or have to pay a fee or, or anything like that. It still will be, it's going to have ads, but it's going to be a more plentiful way to be able to get at CW content the next day after it airs. So and that's the cool part without the login. I mean, like you don't have to have cable to watch it the day after. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Some of the things would, you'd have to have, you'd have to log in with your cable provider to show that. Yeah. ABC does that. Fox does that. You have to, I mean, and if you don't have a login from a cable provider, you can wait at least a week. So the CW doing it the next day without a login is pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's a nice going back to the way it used to be before they realized that they were not making enough money off of us. So. You know, now we can actually watch stuff without it being like this whole crazy rigmarole to actually get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they there was something in the story that when they st- started actually putting their episodes out, you know, having the last five episodes available, uh, the, you know, the next day on their website and their app and stuff like that, that viewership went up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, even though the people were still watching it with commercials and things like that on the, the streaming platforms. But now... I mean, there's if there's potential that it could go up even more because you don't have to have, you know, some sort of a login or, you know, create some sort of a, you know, or pay or going to be paying a fee. Because there was talk that they were going to do a CBS all access type thing or or something like that, where there might be some sort of fee attached and it would have all the content available. So now it's going to be free with ads on pretty much any device without having to have any login or pay any fee. And then if you want the back catalog, then you just have to sign up for Netflix because then at the end of every season, that's where that's where everything will be. <laughs> Which is kind of awesome. <laughs> I agree. So that's, 
that's that. So if you're a cord cutter or looking to be a cord cutter, this is also, we were talking a little bit about this last week uh, where Ray was talking about how she was trying to get rid of her cable, but there were certain, you know, certain things like it's hard to be able to watch some stuff. And thanks to, I believe it was uh, Lumpy1984 who wrote in, left a comment about CW's new app that was coming. As per usual, we recorded on Monday and then they announced this on Tuesday (laughs) 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 last week. So So there's a little update on that for the cord cutters or potential cord cutters that want to still be able to watch Arrow and Flash and all of that stuff. Next up, uh, FX has renewed Atlanta and Better Things for second seasons. Showing the good judgment that FX always has on television. Yeah, my daughter really loves Better Things in Atlanta. She says they're great. She's trying to talk me into watching them. I just haven't gotten there yet. (laughs) I'm not sure that judgment is always good. Well, not all. Executioner. I mean, the bastard executioner. A lot of the time, more than most, more than most. Three seasons of Tyrant. (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) But yeah, on a percentage basis, probably less, uh, less things that come out of the gate that are not good, and then if they are, very few that actually continue on. Right, and Mm -hmm. FX has a great track record of renewing their good stuff. That's what I think that's more what I meant is like if they've got something good, they don't just get rid of it. Yeah, even if it doesn't have, you know, maybe the ratings they hope for or whatever, they they are one that does give or tend to give, you know, things at least a second season to try and to try and find an audience. Right. I mean, the Americans is going into season five, so yeah. FX gets a lot of passes in my book for yeah. that, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, because. Yeah, because unfortunately, nobody's watching that show. <laughs> I know. People, you know, really need to watch better TV. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> uh, and then lastly on the news list, uh, NBC announced that they have picked up uh, the second season of Superstore for a full season of 22 episodes. Ooh. Cool. So Superstore fans will be happy about that. Uh, and then they also have renewed Better Late Than Never for a second season. So that'll be back next summer if you were watching that. I think I'd managed to slip my mind that that existed as a TV show, (laughs) but that's okay. (laughs) But there's plenty of other stuff. So that's always, you know, there's something for everybody. So with that, that'll do it for the news. And we'll jump into our CW fall TV preview for 2016. Uh, As with our previous preview episodes, we'll go over the CW's fall schedule, give some premiere dates, and then talk about each show that we're looking forward to coming back. And then we have a few thoughts on their new shows, Frequency and No Tomorrow. And so CW doesn't have anything on Sundays. My tweet last night was standing. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I came across uh, cleaning up some stuff. I came across the screeners for uh, uh, Valentine and Easy Money last night. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, hey, yeah. Remember when CW had shows on Sunday nights? Uh, but yeah, that is no longer the case. Their weeks start on Monday, which will be Supergirl uh, moving networks uh, as of uh, the 10th of October. And then that'll be followed by Jane the Virgin as of the 17th of October. And I think that is a super good night of TV, I think, right there. <laughs> just, just right there. Uh, Jane the Virgin being another one of those shows that... Is, is really good, but not enough 
people are actually watching, but the CW has kept it around. And Supergirl being a show that I liked in the first season, it was fun. And, and I'm very, 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 very interested to see how it does in its move to the CW. Because you have that normal thing when shows move, the core fans will follow it because they'll know that it's moved. But the people that were actually enjoying it and watching it, you know, because it did do like seven, eight million or so. Will those people realize that, you know, that other half of the audience, will they realize that it's moved and still on Monday nights in the same time period come October? What do you uh, what do you think about Monday nights there, Leah? There's people like my parents who set their DVR just record, let's just say, Supergirl on CBS. And then they have no idea what day it actually comes on. And I think, that, you know, those are the people who are going to miss now that it's going over to the CW because they didn't update their DVR because, you know, they're not on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. So that's, I mean, that's too bad. Hopefully, like those kind of people will, I don't know, hear buzz about it and move over. Because I think, I don't know, historically, shows that have moved networks, well, to the CW anyway, have done pretty well. I mean, I think that's a good night of TV, Supergirl followed by Jane the Virgin. That, like you said, that's that's like two solid hours of really good TV. How about you, Laurel? Well, I agree about that and, and just realized that I don't think I've actually reset my DVR yet. So I really need to get on that um, because I'm pretty sure I'm still set to tape it on CBS. So that'll be that would be terribly disappointing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really hope people do move over because... I loved Supergirl in the first season, and I've been a huge fan of Jane the Virgin since the dawn of time or the dawn of the show, whichever came first. And I don't know. I mean, if you want a girl power night of television, I don't think you can really do better than that because that's kind of amazing. Like those two together, I can't even imagine how much like how feminist I'm going to be feeling after that like super feminist and happy so it's gonna be a nice night and also like having seen the previews with their new superman who i hope comes back because he's awesome <laughs> like it's tyler hecklin playing clark kent and superman and i mean i love the mentine wolf so i'm not exactly sad about that in the first place and he makes an awesome superman so i think that's going to be even better yeah the little clip they put out today was was pretty good Oh yeah, <laughs> they basically gave away the store on on his, on his introduction, but but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I suppose you know you want to get you want to get that out there, but yeah, I I think I think that's a I think that's a good addition. I think that was one of the one of the flaws of the first season <laughs> is that it always felt weird that in certain situations that Superman wouldn't show up also. <laughs> and that on the on the couple occasions that he did, it happened so fast, and the sun happened to be shining just the right way, like in the, you know, like in the opening <laughs> credits that you never saw, you know, Superman's face, or even when Superman needed to be saved, you know, at the, at the end, you just saw his boots and legs on a on a table as he was trying to come out of the <laughs> the problem. It was it was stuff like that that just was it just felt a little. A little off, and so I like the idea that they added in an actual character that can actually uh, <laughs> show up, you know, and have a face, you know, even though the show is Supergirl and it'll revolve around her and what's going on, you know, with her for the most part. On occasion, 
there'll be times where you know he can show up and you know they can they can team up and so that just that just makes more sense within the <laughs> the world that they set up you know <laughs> yeah my recapper last season for supergirl i didn't recap it but somebody else did on my site she started referring to superman as he who shall not be named <laughs> or he who must not be named um because of all the ways they managed to never say it like if like if they could avoid it, they never said it. You know, it's like my, our friend with the glasses, our friend with our friend with the superpowers. You know, we we didn't the, like his name was hardly ever t- brought up. It was quite impressive. But even more so, he was the he who shall not be shown. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> it's, like, it's like when other networks try to hide a actress's pregnancy. Yeah, they should have just had Superman show up carrying a big purse in front of his face all the time. That Clearly. Was... Standing, standing behind a lamp yeah. or something. Like oh, the, cape, <laughs> the cape getting over his head or something? I don't know. But yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing how well it does. Because if it, with the audience that it had, if some portion of them find it as well and move... You know, even in the days of declining ratings, this could be like an all-time has potential to be like an all-time high-rated show for the CW. Oh yeah, doesn't require ratings like CBS does. No, an eight million eight million viewers at the CW would be. Well, it'd be it it would be amazing because CW is is basically a marketing arm for their TV shows. They just right they they just hope to sort of break even on the content and then make money elsewhere in other ways uh, later Mm -hmm. on. So yeah, if they actually did get you know some something like that, but I I'd just be really interested to see if like they actually got you know like some five plus six million uh, viewers. But then I won't be shocked if it comes in and it's only like three and a half or four either so oh yeah Although, it's possible i'm sure that the the streaming numbers later will be a, a great improvement now that you can just get on and watch it anywhere anytime the next totally day. all right so that's mondays tuesdays will be the flash starting up on october 4th and it'll be followed by a new show no tomorrow also on october 4th and uh we'll start with you this time, Laurel. What, uh, what about Tuesdays? I mean, I I love The Flash. It's been quite entertaining the first two seasons. I don't think it even really stumbled particularly. Um, I mean, the second vi- second season villain could never be as good as the first season villain because the first season villain was like the greatest ever. But other than that, I thought it was a really good show, very solid. And I haven't got the slightest idea what they're planning on doing with their uh, new yeah. <laughs> timeline story, crazy time travel let's mess everything up plans, but it sounds cool. So I'm looking forward to that one. So definitely in for the flash and no tomorrow is kind of a weird choice to be paired with the flash. Um, since there are no superheroes and stuff, but it does sort of have the same, I don't know, cheerful, weird outlook on life. Yeah. It does have more kind of a, makes yeah, it. a cheerful vibe like they're bo- to it. Right. They're both really brightly colored shows like the sun shines in both shows. Um, unlike many other CW shows where the sun does not come out. So it's, you know, it kind of works. And I'll be interested to see if people would actually want to watch both shows. I'm planning to watch both shows, but I am not a good judge of this kind of thing. So, because I watch everything. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely two hours I'm going to be watching as well. So, how about you, Leah? Well, I don't 
watch The Flash. I mean, if it's on and I'm flipping channels and I have nothing else on that I watch, and so I don't know why I don't tape it. I guess I, I don't watch very many superhero shows, so I, I've kind of missed The Flash, but I can see what Laurel's saying about them being in the same, like, coloring, because, <laughs> I mean, well, most of the super most of the CW shows are either supernatural in some way or another, so, I mean, I don't even know what else you would possibly pair it with, because they're all... Fair point vampires or you know historical or i mean there's always something but the, the only thing that you would pair it with would be a crazy ex-girlfriend but you're not going to pair a brand new show with one of your lowest rated shows even if it's what? good <laughs> exactly and no tomorrow the, the pilot was a mess for me i liked i mean i like the concept <laughs> and i want to like the show and i'm going to check it out because i always say pilots are hard i mean you have to get all this information out and you're trying to establish all these characters and whatever but my I mean I had to watch the pilot twice and I think that I texted Jason <laughs> afterwards and I was like was that one episode or was that like two or three I was it was a mess for me yeah, there's a there's, there's a lot, a going lot of stuff in that <laughs> yeah there was a lot of stuff but I mean I think the idea is good and I will watch to see if they can I don't know even out I guess is the word so that should be interesting well no tomorrow is one of those that has sort of one of those weird premises to it that you go, okay, so the guy thinks the world is ending at a specific yep. date. Uh, I do like that they made it in such a way that he's not necessarily like a complete whack job that thinks that, <laughs> you know, that thinks that he has some sort of like, he's come across like some scientific information uh, that he either views a little bit differently or, and and believes that that like what is it? Uh, it's an asteroid. Yeah, that an asteroid that is supposed to you know everybody else is saying is going to fly by. It's actually going to hit the Earth on you know at a specific time. And so he's just the basic thing is he's just given up all attachments to everything and basically has created his you know giant bucket list and is just doing uh, those things with not no care in the world because he doesn't think the world's going to last past. It's like eight months away or something like that. And so that's that's the one little bit there. Uh, the other having, you know, him meet, uh, what's her, uh, blanking on her character, what's her character's name? Evie. Evie, yes. And I, I like that she's sort of like this person who's a little more reserved and stuck to her job and is kind of, you know, going through things and actually needs to come out of her shell but not so much that she needs you know, that, that the world's going to end, uh, and I think they make a a good pair. I thought it was I thought it was fun. For me, though, given that the time period that we see take place for an episode, eight months is going to come pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, is every is every episode going to be one week? And you know what I'm saying? Because how many you can't have it every day be an episode. How are you going to space that out and make it more than one season? Yeah, that that was my thing. Is like if this is actually good, how do you make it more than one season? If and maintain that premise, or how differently does the show become if in eight months the world doesn't end? <laughs> See, I kind of figured they're going to do the world, you know, not ending in the season finale, yeah. and then actually go from there. That's that's been my thought on the whole matter. Like, not just drag it out because that would just be weird and annoying. But I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool to see like. You know, you think the world's going to end, then the world doesn't end. What happens next? I always think that's an interesting story personally, but 
Yeah, I don't know. The first, I mean, the first episode yet, like, it, there's no way it didn't take place over, like, at least a month if you go into reality. Like, if you look at reality in terms okay. of how long things take, there's that, that was at least a month. So <laughs> hopefully they'll slow down a bit and maybe have a little bit less in every episode because, yeah, there were probably about 18 plots in that one. Yeah, that was that was just my only thing is like if you go a full season, it seemed like you would pretty much eat up that that major premise and you have you come to a a decision point where, you know, how are you going to go past that or you have to change the time frame of the show that, you know, where you're 3 seasons into Lost and it's only been, you know, like 50 days or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> type of thing. And and so I'm I'm perfectly fine with, you know, you just have to you just have to pick one right now. It just seems like it's, it's sort of a weird. Uh, and so that was just, that was my, that was the only thing really. I thought the show uh, was fun. Uh, it could be provide some interesting things uh, and ideas for, you know, like I said, somebody who needs to, you know, get out more, which sadly I did identify with. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a hermit over here. <laughs> I go to work and then go home. Uh, so I, I think that that aspect of it was fun, and I thought they worked really good together. And I like, I really liked her, Tori Anderson, mm-hmm. as Evie. And for uh, those of you out there that are also a Killjoys fans, she was Sabine yep. on Killjoys. So hmm. I don't, totally didn't catch that and until so, now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, and so she was good there. She's good. She's good in this, and uh, the rest of the cast looks. Looks pretty good as well. I mean, some of the side players and, you know, people playing friends and coworkers and. Yeah, her sister, uh, who I can't think of right now. She was fun. Yeah, I liked her. She was yeah, good. She's slightly crazy, but she has the family and she's like, don't you want this? But she's still. Right. Like, it's, you know. uh, uh, Kelly Stables. Was it? Okay. I mean, she's been in a bunch of different stuff, but she was. I think she was on Two and a Half Men for a little while. She was like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan's assistant when he actually went to his chiropractic job <laughs> or something, I think, or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, she was good. Was it Amy Peets or Pyatt's? I never know how to say her last name, but no clue. As, as the, as the boss was, was good. And so, yeah, I, I thought there was a lot of good ingredients and that sort of like a Jane, the Virgin or, a crazy ex-girlfriend, you kind of need to give it a shot to, to see <laughs> yeah. how much, you know, kind of see how much fun it actually is and that it, you know, it is entertaining, mm-hmm. but I, I'm interested to see three, four episodes in like where we are time frame wise and how, <laughs> and how the story's uh, working with that uh, going forward. I mean, of the networks, I mean, granted they only have 10 hours of programming, but percentage-wise, I'm watching a large percentage of the CW lineup. Oh yeah, uh, and and that one's been you know added to the list as of now. So, so with that, we'll move on to Wednesdays, which will be Arrow, as of the fifth of October, followed by their other new show coming this fall, which is Frequency, also starting up on October fifth. So, Laurel, what about Wednesday nights? Well, I mean, again, with the color palettes matching, so good job, CW. And, um, yeah, I think it's – I actually think that's a pretty good pairing. Um, Both of them are a little bit off shows, kind of genre-y and all that kind of thing, but also still 
based more in the real world than most of the other supernatural type things on the CW. Like nobody's flying around and stuff on the air and arrow and they've, they've pretty much promised that they're going to back off the whole superpowers and magic stuff because no one really liked that on arrow anyway. So, um, arrow's probably gonna go back to just shooting and punching people, which works for that show. And then you've got frequency, which does have a weird time travel element that anyone who's seen the movie knows exactly what it is. So it's not really a spoiler there, but it's still very real world. I mean, there's nothing else funky about it. So I think those two shows go together pretty well. And again, I'm planning to watch both of them. So another good hour of te- or two yeah. hours of television for me from the CW. <laughs> How about you, Leah? So I don't watch Arrow, which again, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just don't watch superhero shows too much, but frequency I'm excited about because Riley Smith is in it. And I would watch Riley Smith in everything. And I think that stems from, this is, this is a weird stems from, but my daughter used to watch, um, Mary-Kate Nashley Olsen movies because that was about <laughs> her age. And um, the one that she liked the most was New York Minute with Riley Smith. So I had seen him. And then he did a Disney movie that was like that she watched those two on repeat consistently. So I don't know. It's like I feel like I don't know. I feel like it's I, when every time he's on TV, I want to watch him like I don't know. So <laughs> I'm so I'm just excited that he's on a weekly show. And I like the whole I mean, I like the movie and I like the whole idea that which time travel seems to be a big thing for new shows this season. <laughs> it's, it's everywhere. But, I, you know, I, I could have done without them filling half of the pilot with um, him running down the docks. I'm not going to say everything that happened there, but he ran down the docks and they showed that part like 15 times. I could have done without <laughs> that. But they can fill a whole hour with, you know, the present day, which is interesting to me because I have a whole serial killer aspect and then the past tense. I don't know. I think that should be really good. I agree. I mean, if nothing else, they've got probably one of the more original takes on time travel happening in the show. Like, it's not just, hey, let's go back in time and do this. Okay, now we'll do this. Uh Uh-oh, we screwed it up. You know. Yeah, they're not not going back to fix major, like, things that are happening. These are, this is very personal things that they're, they're messing with. Right, but they have pretty awesome. They still have pretty awesome, like butterfly effect stuff, which mm-hmm. still really works. And yeah. I like it. Like I like the I like the whole idea of like, okay, if you change something, what have you just done? Like, did you make it better? Did you make it worse? Like, never make it. It's never better. <laughs> it's, never <laughs> well, better. it's always worse. <laughs> see, but that's why I kind of that's what I kind of liked about Frequency was that there was like it wasn't just worse. Right. Like things get changed, but it didn't just get worse. Like right. there was also some stuff that was good when it got changed. It wasn't just, oh my God, we just screwed everything up and the world's over. Bye. It was like, yay, we fixed that. Oh shoot, that that messed up that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my impression from the pilot is that that's where they're going to go with it is sort of like the whole idea of, can you fix everything? <laughs> and obviously you can't, but they're probably going to try. I would like to see how they handle... Uh, the main character, who's I'm, I'm not really good at names. So someone have to tell me who the main girl is. Um, the character's name or the actress? Uh, either. Okay, the actress <laughs> is Peyton List. I can't remember her character's name because I'm bad at names too. <laughs> She's Raimi. Raimi. Okay. okay. I'm because she remembers everything from every like time line. Yes. Okay, so 
I'm, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to me to see if she's going to have one of those like crazy murder boards where she has every timeline out, you know, yeah. with the string going back and forth. I mean, she's already, I mean, she's changed things twice already and things, and that's just the pilot. So how right. she, and she remembers, you know, then every time she changes something, she gets new memories that she sees, but then she's like, well, I remember the other way it was too. How is she mm. going to keep track of everything if she changes every timeline? I mean, even if she just changes it once per episode, she's right. going to have new memories to keep track of. Wow. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and old things to keep track of. And how and and what would that do to a person <laughs> multiple times later when you all of a sudden remember 15 different timelines because of something? And you know, what if you were dating a different person in each timeline and now you have, you know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, in the pilot, one thing changes and a lot of things change in the future. So, right. Yeah. I, yeah. Although I did like the aspect that you know, she does remember both. And so it makes it, there's definite potential there to have some definite problems with realizing what, you, you know, what and who you're dealing with and that you may not have the same backstory now that you used to remember. And so, but I think the, the ultimate thing is the time travel aspect of being able to contact somebody back in time through the radio, you know, like in the, like in the movie, is interesting because yeah, like you said, nobody's actually going back in time, but we still get to see multiple time periods. To me, that's always fun when you see the different time periods like that. But mainly, it has, like we talked a little bit uh, last week when talking about timeless, is that the time travel aspect of the show uh, there's consequences, and so when you change something, it does change something. <laughs> you know, it's not. <laughs> And it's not done in such a way where they try, you know, where they try and keep it necessarily as, you know, they may try going forward because, because at first, you know, she's kind of saying things because she's weirded out by, wait, who am I actually talking to <laughs> and, and stuff? And then, and then when she realizes that it, you know, who it is and stuff, but some of the, you know, some of the stuff is, is not necessarily intentional at first. So mm -hmm. It'll be interesting to see how they go forward with that as well. Like how much will she, given the changes that take effect, how much will she be willing to try and change things mm -hmm. or what will she do to try and change things or maybe try and get things to go, you know, some things to go back or, right. you know, how do you try and, you know, fix a new problem that you've created you know, or something <laughs> like that? That nobody else sees as a problem because it's now just their life, right? Right. And so I think there's some there's there's definitely some interesting stories to be told in there uh, with that. And then I like the uh, I like the cast. I thought you know Riley Smith was good. I like Peyton List. You know, I liked her on the uh, Tomorrow People. You know I I like her when she shows up as Captain Cold's sister on <laughs> <laughs> in the Arrowverse. Uh, so you know. She's pretty awesome on Mad Men too, but in a totally randomly different <laughs> world. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I think the show's pretty solid. And I think given like you said, Laurel, I think it does <laughs> just given the you know, sort of like the the rainstorms and <laughs> and you know <laughs> and that you know the the lightning and stuff like that that happens, you know, and a lot of it taking place at night and stuff, it did feel like it wouldn't be 
like it it would fit along with a you know in a two hour block with Arrow, right? And so yeah, you can look at some of these things and go, well, why wouldn't you just put this and this together? But then on the aspect of you know sort not necessarily the genre of show, but sort of the the type of show or you know the feeling of the show, uh, things are actually paired up uh, pretty well for the most part. So that's Wednesday. We we'll move on to Thursday, which will be DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, starting up on the 13th of October, and then that'll be followed by, uh, what is it, the 115th season of Supernatural? Uh, starting <laughs> up on, Not yet. <laughs> on the 13th of October as well. Yeah, it's the... 12th season? It's been around... It's one of those where you look at it and you go, wow, the CW's been around for a decade, and the Supernatural <laughs> predates that. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those shows that fans of the show are, I mean, they're diehard fans. Oh, yeah. And then, and then there's other people who don't, I mean, there are some people who've never even heard of the show. Right. Yeah. And it's been around forever. Yeah. But it's become such a solid performer and there is such a solid group of fans that it's basically become, like for years, Fox had bones. They could just move it anywhere <laughs> and the core of fan base and others would follow it wherever on the any night any time and that's yeah, basically it could be what Friday at night and it would still get watched that's basically yeah. what supernatural is is like we'll just keep reviewing that because we can just pretty much pair it up with anything and put it on any <laughs> night and it'll still get whatever it'll still get the same rating pretty much any time so yep so yeah i that's the that's the one out of their 10 shows in the fall that i won't be watching uh, <laughs> because just i never really got into it in the you know in the beginning and so so won't be watching that one we'll probably check out legends of tomorrow to see what they're going to do with a second season and how they're maybe going to fold it in more with some of the other shows i guess you know especially in the first nine episodes here we have is where they really like to play around with crossovers and things like that it was fun at times last season but it was so dumb. Like it, it was just it was just so dumb. It was like, hey, don't I mean, how many times were was it was just like, hey, don't get involved, and then they got involved. <laughs> you know, like Yep. Uh and and ultimately and a lot of times ended up creating more of a problem that they had to go and try and refix later. Uh but I'm sort of interested to see given how they ended the season and what they did to basically how time travel worked and who knew about it and how it was being timeline was being protected or whatever. I'm interested to see now how time travel continues to work like past that with that like gone and what, what they're going to be doing uh, in the new season. Some of the characters are fun. Some of the, the character interactions uh, were fun last season. And so probably continue to watch it on that basis. And then also just because it may be more tied into the other shows now that I feel like I need to watch uh, all of them. But Leah, I'm assuming that you didn't watch Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> now what would make you say that? <laughs> no, I didn't. And Supernatural is one of those shows that like six or seven seasons in, someone's like, oh, you should watch this. And I thought, 
this is terrible. But I thought, okay, well, they must be getting canceled soon because, you know, not many shows go past seven or eight seasons. So I will wait until they get canceled next season and then I'll just watch all of them on Netflix. Well, now we're 12 seasons in and they have not been canceled <laughs> and I have not started watching yet. So. <laughs> Yeah, now. but you can watch the first eleven seasons on Netflix. Yeah. I know. See, and I and I plan on it. I just I thought maybe there'd only be eight seasons total, and I could watch them all at once. But I mean, now we're now we're talking about a month worth of binge watching. So, oh, at least we're only at two hundred fifty plus episodes. You know, <laughs> exactly, so. no big deal. So, if you started now, by eight days after the end of the season, when the when season twelve <laughs> ends up on Netflix, you could be done. I could be <laughs> if you just if you just wonder watched, how much vacation time I have. Yeah, if you just watched an episode or so a day from now mm-hmm. until then, <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> By the time that one was there, you could just be like, "Oh, there's more episodes. Just keep on going right into the summer." Uh-huh. Right. Alternatively, you could just watch. You could do nothing but watch Supernatural and yeah. be done in time for this premiere. I mean, <laughs> you could do that. You don't need yeah, sleep, right? Right, no, of course not. Yeah, just put in for vacation time and uh, drink a lot of coffee. Stock, uh, st- you know, stock the house <laughs> for the winter, and, and just exactly. uh, yeah. I will take this. Um, yeah, I'll take this into consideration. That's right. So, how about you, Laurel, for for Thursdays? Um. Well, this one I actually probably will not be watching one of the shows because unlike. Arrow and the Flash. I was never really into Legends of Tomorrow. I kind of, I kind of thought it was a little bit hokey and not in the fun Supergirl sort of hokey way. Um, so for me, I mean, that was never really a must-watch show. I watched probably half of the first season, and then I just, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. Yeah, that's about it where wasn't... it wasn't working for me either. But for some reason, I continued on. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was busy. I had other things to watch. Um, I just I felt pot committed at that <laughs> at that time. I I was I was I was feeling that way. But then my DVR broke, and so I didn't actually get around to watching most of the episodes. It was a whole thing. Um, so yeah, I'm not so sure. Your I'm DVR gonna... did you a favor, actually. <laughs> may have yes, it may have done that. In this case, anyway. But, yeah, I just, I never really got into it. It didn't have the same, I don't know, draw that Arrow and the Flash did for me. It was too scattered. I don't know. I didn't relate to all of the characters. I did like some of them, but, and there were some that I liked better when they were on Arrow or the Flash as opposed to on this show. So, I don't know. It didn't really do it for me. And I have so much else to watch that, honestly, giving up one show doesn't seem like really that bad an idea. Supernatural, however, I will watch because I am one of those crazy people who's been watching it since the beginning. So you are pot committed on Supernatural by now. Yes. At this point, yeah. I mean, like, I've thought about giving it up a few times over the years, but every time I did, they did, like, something with the plot that seemed interesting. Yes. And so I would come back to watch that. And then, like, you know, a year and a half later, I'd be like, oh, this is kind of boring now. Maybe I'll stop this time. And then there's another thing that's interesting so so i'll stay to watch that like they keep dragging me back in every time i think i'm just going to give up on the show so um and you know good too what was that sorry what they're doing this year seems good um i saw the trailer when i was at comic-con and so the things they have going on again something new or different or you know yeah i mean they're bringing in a whole new character who's been dead for the past 12 seasons so that's kind of fun uh (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um, 
<laughs> it's it's like the first it's the first five minutes of the first episode that this character mm-hmm. dies. So, um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I like the show. I like I was I always described it as scary stories to tell in the dark with hot guys. So, you know, what's not to like? <laughs> All right, and on that note, we'll move on to Friday, (laughs) (laughs) which the CW will have The Vampire Diaries in its final season as of the 21st of October, and then that will be followed by Crazy Ex-Girlfriend returning for another season also on the 21st of October. And Laurel, what about about Friday nights for you? Um, I sort of feel like Friday nights is the, oh, crap, we've got too many shows. We've got to put them somewhere night yeah. <laughs> um, for CW because there's – I mean, I have absolutely no idea why those two shows would be paired otherwise. So, um, I mean, they've got a show that has a loyal fa- fan base but is definitely limping towards its inevitable ending. And then you've got a critically beloved show that has won an award for CW and they don't exactly skimp on that. I mean, the show's got like – what won a Golden Globe and two Emmys? I mean, CW doesn't ignore that kind of thing. They don't get many awards. So, you know, they have to keep it, but it's not like the show gets good ratings. So, hey, let's stick it at nine o'clock on a Friday, which, I mean, I'm still going to be watching it because that's like the best show on television right now. And um, certainly one of the best comedies on television right now. I totally love crazy ex-girlfriend i will defend it till the end of time and i'll be watching it till it's over so i'm looking forward to that one vampire diaries i think i gave up on it like two seasons ago and yeah i just haven't had the motivation to go back yet so used to be my guilty pleasure now i'm just kind of like eh, don't care anymore so i'll watch half of fridays yeah <laughs> how about you leo well i'm gonna watch the other half of fridays <laughs> <laughs> Vampire Diaries, I watched the first season. I loved it. I watched the half of the second season and decided, okay, no, this is enough of this. I can't do this anymore. And so then I just kind of read other people's recaps about what's happening on the show. <laughs> I've been keeping up with it. But whenever a show that I really liked at the beginning ends, I end up watching the final season. I don't know what, I don't know. I do it all the time. Anytime I've watched a show at the beginning, this will be a Grey's Anatomy thing. I watched the first season and a half of Grey's Anatomy and I loved it. And I now I can't. I don't watch it at all. I read other people's recaps to see what they're saying about it. But when the show goes to end, I will end up watching the final season because I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's like closure for me or something. So <laughs> I've watched The Vampire Diaries, even though I haven't watched it in, I don't know, what is what's it been, five or six seasons I haven't watched. But I will probably you know, yeah. to, to see how they end everything and pull it all together, even though they still have the originals, which I suppose they could transfer some characters over to if they really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and I haven't watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's just one of those shows that I hear really good things about from a lot of people, but I have so much TV that it just slips through the cracks. Yeah. If you want to save time, I heartily recommend just watching the videos online. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> every music every every music video from the show is on is on the CW YouTube channel. Oh, okay. And the music videos alone are hilarious. So, and that'll that'll cut like 40 minutes out of the show right there. So, <laughs> 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 the rest of the time watching Supernatural. So, okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jason? Well, for me, I'll be watching both. Although the Vampire Diaries was was one that I think I still have the last five episodes of last season on the DVR. <laughs> and just never – it was one of those that 
it would pile up and then I'd finally watch some and then it'd pile up and then I just never got to the last few. But it was it was really getting to be like, uh, I probably maybe I'll just this will just I'll just drop. And then they announced that it's gonna be the final season. I was like, Oh well I've watched this long. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> what's what's another five episodes before, you know, a final you know, I, I think they're doing aren't they just doing a short season? Yeah, I think so. They're not doing it because I, I think they're just doing 13. I don't think they're doing like a whole 22 to finish, you know, to, to end it. So I was just like, uh, I think I, I could probably if it almost feels like dumb to watch this long and then not watch the last, you know, 18 episodes of it. You know, so I'll I'll probably uh, watch that. I still have plenty of time here to uh, watch those five episodes before the 21st. So and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is one that. I don't have the love for it as a lot of other people do. <laughs> I do think it's really good. There's some parts of the show that are just kind of annoying to me and and stuff. <laughs> but I keep, you know, I kept watching just because there was usually, you know, there was some interesting, you know, aspects to what they were doing. And I'll probably continue to watch, but it's one that you know, due to time constraints <laughs> may have to move forward in this, uh, in this thing. And maybe I could just do uh, what uh, Leah does. And I watch the first season and then when they, <laughs> and they cancel it down the road somewhere, I can come in and just watch the last season and, exactly. and then it could, could cut that out. Yeah. Or uh, you can just fast forward through the episode and just watch the video. Yeah, that's right. Just exactly. I uh, just watch, uh, just watch certain parts of it. But yeah, so uh, probably continue to watch but it's still you know a month out almost till it premieres and so by then i'll be able to see what other things have uh, shaken out of from you know new things that have premiered and you know what is dvr worthy and what isn't and what i actually have time to watch and don't have time to watch and we'll we'll see if it if it continues on but as of right now it's on the list as something to watch and something that i think that if you think if you didn't watch it because of the title, <laughs> just at least watch the opening credits of the show. And if you don't understand <laughs> what Crazy Ex-Girlfriend means <laughs> by the end of the opening credit song, then there's just, I guess there's no hope for you <laughs> or whatever. But I, I, def- I do think it is a show wor- worth, worth watching or worth checking out uh, yeah. to, to find out for yourself if you're interested in it because – I mean, we're all here giving our opinions of whether we think shows are worth watching or stuff like that. But I think you, you know, you kind of find people that you align yourself with that, you know, critics or bloggers or podcasters or whatever that, you know, that get a chance to weed through some of these things and for you. And you find people that have similar taste in certain aspects. Uh, but then there's just sometimes where people just they won't give a show a shot just because of something weird. Like this one has a stupid name <laughs> or it's, it's just another reboot, you know, or something like that. And you're just like, well, then you miss out on a Fargo because people seem to think that's the greatest show since sliced bread, but, <laughs> but it's, it's a, it's a reboot on an idea, but people that hate reboots, they'll have never checked it out. And so, yeah, I think there's just uh, sometimes you have to go past and just, you know, listen to listen to us <laughs> and give it a try. We know what we're talking about. Well, yes, it, it's it's take the you know the advice of somebody that that the stupid title is not what it means. Like it's not. No. 
Like it couldn't be almost any more like opposite. Oh yeah. For the most part, for what they're trying to do, and the themes and things that they're hitting on in the actual show. Yeah. It's more of an ironic title almost than anything. This is true. Although you have to. Although I mean, anyone who watches the show has to admit this: the main character does have certain <laughs> psychological oddities. I don't know that she would totally be crazy, but she's definitely not normal. So. And she's technically the ex-girlfriend, you know, it kind of, it technically is true. It's just, it doesn't have the right connotations as is, as is very clearly explained in the opening credits. That's why I say the situation is a lot more nuanced than that. Yes. Just watch the opening credits and that doesn't make you at least somewhat interested in past the title. Uh, But that's enough of my pitch for a show that I may not even be watching. But that opinion comes from somebody who watched the whole first season, so right, and does agree that the that you should get get past the title if that's your hangup. Yes, that's the CW. That's their ten hours of programming for the week, and as I said, as of right now, nine out of ten things that are on my list <laughs> to check out. <laughs> Could no tomorrow and frequency a few episodes in become? Oh well, it's not as interesting as it looked like it was going to be. Of course, that's always a possibility, but. As of right now, I think they're worth checking out. And uh, so what about you, Laurel? What, where, where does that put you on the uh, – you were at – I think I'm at 8 out of 10. Yeah. So. And maybe 8.5 if I decide to catch up on Legends of Tomorrow so that I can understand the crossover episodes of the other shows. So who knows? But probably 8. And yeah, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Frequency does because I thought Frequency had one of the best pilots I've seen in a while. Um, it's really, really well done. And No Tomorrow is kind of the opposite in a lot of ways. I think it's a really good premise. I'm curious to see what they do with it. I think it could be really fun. But the pilot was kind – the pilot definitely has issues. So, you know, stick stick it through past the pilot to see what it's going to be like and then go from there. Whereas Frequency, I'm just hoping they, st- they live up to the pilot. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think No Tomorrow is definitely one that if you watch and you find anything – fun or interesting or a character that you like or something, then like stick with it past and see how it develops. Cause I think that's where it landed for me is I like the lead character. I thought her character was interesting and I liked her. And so I was interested in seeing where they go with this premise and her character within it. Uh, and, you know, to see what they, what they do with it. Not that, you know, necessarily the pilot was a fantastic hour of TV, but I think it did enough to sort of set things up and, Make it so you at least want to see if they're going to do something interesting with it. And then I I agree. I thought Frequency was really good. And you sort of go into some of these things with that, you know, even though I'm all for giving things a chance, it still falls under that, you know, oh, it's a reboot or they're using, you know, this other idea. But really, most ideas that are quote unquote original are just a spin on something else that's already happened. They just don't give it the same title as that previous thing. I mean, how many shows do you watch and go, well, it's kind of like this and that thing mixed together? And you know why? Because it's kind of like this thing and that thing mixed together. It's not, They just didn't call it one of those two things. So, yeah, I'd definitely be uh, for giving both of, both of them a chance. How about you, Leah? I think I'm like four out of ten for the shows. Mainly because of the my whole anti superhero thing. Yeah. Which I'm not even anti superhero. I just can't. I don't know. I just 
I've never gotten in. Well, that just that knocks four hours off right there. Off of the, I know. Off of the CW schedule <laughs> this year. I know. I'm excited for Frequency because they have the whole serial killer arc. And a lot of the shows that I watch um, are like crime related shows. So I think that's I like that aspect to it. And No Tomorrow, the premise seemed really good. So if they can rein it in a little and streamline it a little, then I think it'll be really great. But I, I try to give every show three episodes anyway so they can work out their issues or, you know, disappoint me so I don't have to watch it anymore. So that's fair. <laughs> no. Well, I think there's certain things in a in a pilot. It's either just straight crap right out of the gate <laughs> mm-hmm. or the occasional you get a really great pilot. And that's not necessarily always a good thing because then you have a series that has to live up to. Yeah, it's like Laurel said, you have to live up to it. It's hard. Such a good pilot. And, <laughs> and that's that's difficult to do because you don't have the same time frame to create all the other episodes that you had to create the pilot. Right. But then there's then there's the shows that, like you said, the premise is interesting or there's an actor that you like or there's a character that you identify with or the show has a fun vibe or there's something that you connect with within it. And those are the shows that I'll give. They're sort of the ones that are kind of more on notice as opposed to like frequency. I'm pretty sure like I'm going to continue to watch unless it were to just completely fall off the table five episodes in. Uh, But no tomorrow is one that like three episodes in if it still has some of the same problems or whatever, then maybe some of those things that you do like aren't enough to overcome those things. Exactly. And so you don't, uh, you don't continue on, but, uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's where those sit. That's some, uh, that's our overall thoughts on, uh, the CW. And with that, we'll move on to a little fall preview update. (laughs) Talk about shows that have a great pilot and whether you can live up to those or not. I wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, This Is Us from NBC because I've got a chance to see the next two episodes. And, man, I wish they would have put those episodes available before the pilot because the, <laughs> because the reviews would have been probably even better. Which is hard to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> there was maybe one person who didn't like it. Come on. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't think of a single person that I know that didn't like it. The thing is, though, is within those reviews, a lot of them... You know, including mine, uh, and then ones that I went and read some of to see what other people were actually saying about it. They did tend to have the caveat of it's a great pilot, but given the twist at the end, which is part of what makes it such a great pilot, can you live up to that on a weekly basis? And I still believe that they're not going to be able to give you a twist at the end of every episode. Hope not. They'll get a little bit crazy. They do in the second episode. I'll give them that. But not in the same way or not in the third episode. It tends to I think the third episode shows you really how things are going to go. And so, of course, there's going to be things surprising because of the way they're telling the story is you don't know all their backstory and you don't know, you know, everything that happened. And so there's going to be things that are surprising on that end that you're going to just as any story is being told, it's going to be surprising in that they're telling you a story that you don't know. And so I think the next two episodes hold up really well and tell some interesting stories. And I think it's going to be really hard though, still, you know, like 10 episodes from now to completely give you that, you know, where something's going to be completely, you know, completely surprising. 
like the first episode is, but I just wanted to drop back in since they provided some more episodes to watch and say, because when we talked about that episode last week on the podcast, that was my one caveat was like, it's a fantastic pilot. I think it's the best pilot of the broadcast shows this season. But the one little caveat was that it's such a great pilot and part of what made it such a great pilot, that's hard to live up to. And at least in the next couple episodes, I think they do a good job of of doing so. So so take that for what you will and Are they managing to manage both both stories pretty evenly? Because that's what I liked about the pilot. It's like you got to see Yeah the, to see all three you know, people's perspectives or however many people, you know, pretty equally. Yeah, they just sort of jump between all of them and back in the past, you know, now. Mm-hmm. I think the way they string those through and tell the story, I think, is interesting. The way they fill things in with the backstory. They also are not necessarily going to be telling the backstory in a linear way. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the second episode in the the parents with the, you know, with the three kids story back in the past that you're seeing, they're all, like, eight or something like that in the story that you're seeing there. But then in the third episode, they're babies. So... They're going to be giving you parts of the backstory in different time frames, depending on what the present day story is that they're telling. That makes sense. Yeah. So they're not going to be doing the arrow thing where the. <laughs> <where's>, <laughs> That's probably okay. <laughs> where the, where the, the backstory is always, the, you know, five years prior or whatever. So, yeah, that's a little bit more about This Is Us. So I just since they since they provided those episodes, I just wanted to say that at least through three episodes, pretty happy with the, what they're uh, what they're doing. So with that, we'll move on to the uh, TV recommendation segment. And since Laurel and Leah both have recommendations, I'm going to take this week off from re- re- recommending stuff <laughs> and uh, come back next week with something. Uh, but uh, Laurel, your recommendation is... I was going to go with The Good Place, um, NBC's new afterlife comedy starring Kristen Bell and Ted Danson, um, which honestly I think should be enough to recommend it to anybody. I mean, Kristen Bell and Ted Danson, that should be enough like for anyone. If, if that's not enough for you, then you need to watch more TV because you need to understand how awesome those actors are. But um, for me, the real reason I'm getting into it is – uh, it's from the same creator who did Parks and Recreation, which is a show that I have like serious withdrawal symptoms about. And I've basically just been watching it over the summer over and over again on Netflix, um, which is probably a sign of something wrong with me. But I don't care. So, yeah, I mean, I like I've seen, you know, the first three episodes, which NBC managed to air in a single week, which is kind of cool. And I like I mean, I like the main character, despite the fact she is literally a horrible human being uh, who somehow managed to stumble her way into heaven. And I mean, I just really like the way the characters interact. It shouldn't work. Like, it's one of those shows you're watching. and It's like this should not be holding together as a weekly show, but it totally is. Um, I think it's kind of fun. And I like things that have got like crazy fantastical elements. So for me, it's kind of got everything I'd want. And... Um, yeah, I really like it. And 
even like characters that I play or play by actors who I don't know as much. Um, there's the character of Chidi, who is supposed to be the main character's soulmate, and is mostly just really fed up with her because she's awful, and he's like an ethics professor. Um, yeah, I just I really enjoy these characters. Like they're really getting fleshed out well, going in through like three episodes so far. Like things that maybe were concerning to me in the first episode by the time I get to the third episode I'm like okay yeah I can see where this is going I can see how this works as a show so I'm looking forward to seeing what else what other crazy stuff they have to offer and yeah especially in a season that's like reboot central it's kind of nice to have something that's just totally weird and out there (laughs) (laughs) all right and uh, what's your recommendation Leah I'm going with Superstore um, I don't watch a ton of comedies. It's just not really my thing. Apparently, along with superhero shows, I also don't watch comedies. And <laughs> so a funny superhero show would just not really be your thing, would it? Yeah, that's really not going to work for me at all. So don't have me on that podcast. So. <laughs> um, but Superstore, I don't know. It's just they have some – there's some funny things that get said and done that are, I don't know, just this way they say it is deadpan or – it's self-deprecating in a way that really makes me laugh. And it's America Ferreira and Ben Feldman. Um, and the supporting cast is equally as funny. There's Lauren Ash who plays Dina. She's, I mean, she's just completely ridiculous. And every week it's on, I find myself pretty much laughing out loud about it. And that just doesn't happen very often with, like I said, comedies. So I don't know. I think it's really smart and it just got picked up for a full season. And I just really like it. I think everybody should just give it a chance. Yep. Thursday nights on NBC, people. Watch comedy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if you listen to last week's episode, you'll know that both uh, Amory and Ray would totally agree with those uh, with those recommendations. Yeah, well, I mean, The Good Place is amazing. Yep. I mean, it really is. And by the third episode, there were some things I was thinking, oh, I wonder where this is going to go. But then they did some things at the end of the third episode, and I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So I take it, Leah, you're not really looking forward to Powerless when it shows up (laughs) later in the season? Yeah, it's probably not going to go on my list of must-watch shows. (laughs) Which is too bad, because the pilot at least is quite funny. (laughs) Actually, I did see the pilot, and it it was funny, but I don't know if I can watch that continually. We'll (laughs) we'll see. All right. That'll do it for our recommendations. As always, we'll have links to those recommendations as well as the news stories we talked about and also where you can find and read Laurel and Leah online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 341. And next week, Amory will be back with me and we'll be joined by Kurt Wagner from tvshowpatrol.com for our 2016 cable and streaming fall TV preview. There's been a few things like Atlanta and Better Things that have premiered sort of end of the summer that go into the fall and there's a few other things you know like luke cage coming on netflix here and at the end of this week that we're recording and stuff but the vast majority of stuff that's still to come on cable is all set to come in october or november so there's still plenty of other stuff to talk about and we'll be covering those and talking about some of the ones that we've seen then and uh with that thank you again laurel and leah for joining me on episode 341 Thanks for having us. Uh, And thank you for listening. Until next week, 